0: On today's episode, we have gathered the lords and ladies of Westeros to vote if this premiere was a success. We wonder who would win in a jousting contest out of Len and Jon, and we'll talk about that absolutely insane reveal at the end of the episode. Hold on to your dragons, grab yourself a glass of Dornish Red, and welcome to Bastards and Broken Things. Welcome, hello to the fellow houses that are joining me tonight. Lucy of House Baron.
1: Greetings.
0: Mm, salutations. And of course, he's back, Bronze John of House McCann.
2: Yeah.
1: I'll take that. That's
2: that's good, that.
0: Bronze John. Yeah, I quite like Bronze John. Mm. Yeah. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. It's giving you that sort of I don't I, I just I just see you as this big burly axe wielding every time. Sort of knight character. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. And, Cheers. Yeah. Yeah, good. It's all right. No worries. <laughs> well, how have we all been? It's been a while since we've been talking about Westeros well, or something set not, in Westeros. Not for
2: you two. I heard I heard you, Pod. I heard you uh, give yeah. me uh, a dragon that... I mean, I- I'm touched that you tried to insult <laughs> me and then you ended up giving me the coolest dragon name. So,
1: Miserax. Yeah, Miserax
0: is cool. It's pretty good. Miserax but... is cool. Uh, um... well. Emma, Emma's was some sort of laxative. laxative yeah. Spectacular.
2: spectaculars <laughs> for when your stomach <laughs> just feels so heavy. <laughs> mm. Yes. Brilliant. I've got a drink. Oh,
1: yeah, Can yeah, I yeah.
0: open it? it? Bit of ASMR. Oh, there you go. Ooh. Are we now, doing a- go ASMR now, are we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go on.
1: I had Ooh, one lovely. of those. You, do you ever get really stressed when you're making dinner and it's a new recipe? So then you have to have mm. a drink. Ever happened to you when you're like, I've got no choice but to have a mm. a cider. I've got some of the old Hightower um, strawberry and apple cider. Mm. So Hightower, it's summer eh? here. Is it really? actually
2: Hightower? No way.
1: No, oh. it's old moot. I was just <laughs> trying, oh, to, trying to add into the theme. The yeah. Dornish Red, mm. the Hightower cider. I've made it up.
2: Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, I'm drinking uh, Smash IPA uh, Beautiful. from... High Garden Brewery. Is it really? Yeah, it genuinely is, yeah. be um, taking a piss. No, look. Oh, beautiful. So, yeah, so there you go. I at least came mm. on, uh, on theme. Prepared.
0: Mm. It's all right. Yeah. It's quite Lovely. nice. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, I would be joining you in one of these fantastic drinks. If it wasn't uh, ridiculously early in the morning here, I'll stick to my coffee. Unfortunately. Whiskey. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, right, let's get to it. House of the Dragon. Me and little Sir Gareth. I don't know if you you heard this, but Gareth's been demoted to uh, my squire. Mm. He was a lord, and he is now my squire. He's my cupbearer. If anything, uh, he joined me.
2: That's quite good for him, I think.
0: Yeah, definitely. He yeah, he's, he's done ca- well on that. Can you imagine little Gareth in a little tunic? You know what I mean.
1: Aww. And a little hat. Bless him. Mm. Bless oh. him. I need take it him off on. a
2: little doll. <laughs>
0: Um, me and him did a uh, did a hot take episode and gave our general thoughts and some quick things we wanted to bring up. But we, you know, we didn't score the episode. Uh, and now we are going to do the patented fan critical system, the blueberry system. Mm. One to five blueberries, no halves, harsh, but fair scale. John, I'm going to come to you first Ooh. on this one. Mm. Uh, how did you rate the series premiere of House of the Dragon? And your score please. Yeah, four. Four bloobs. Done. Off the bat.
2: Um Yeah, look, I I, <clears throat> I think I said this to Lucy in a, a secret message where I was kind of like Unbelievable. Ew. I think He it, sent
1: me a raven.
2: Well, mm. yeah, there you go. Um sent that weeks ago. <laughs> um <laughs> it uh I thought this was going to be awful. <laughs> mm. Um yeah, yeah. a bit like what I think the Lord of the Rings TV series is gonna be like. It's um Yeah. It's when I looked at both trailers, it looks like uh so you remember when MTV would do like for their um like video film awards but movie awards MTV movie awards <laughs> um the yeah. moving pictures uh they would do like little parodies where you'd have like
1: yeah they were so good
2: yeah but that the
1: matrix with Justin Timberlake exactly yeah you'd
2: good like times. look at these random things and go yeah i mean this doesn't make sense i think they did lord of the rings one with like jack black or something and that's kind of what these trailers look like they look like a parody a piss take um Mm. so with a very serious tv show like (laughs) a game of thrones or you know house of the dragon or dragons um uh, i'm kind of a bit like i i do still cringe at some of the characters it's i I look Mm. at them and i'm like what are you doing in here go away you look awful and I think that comes across worse when it's Targaryens. That white hair is just, it looks so mm-hmm. weird. I think it was dulled <laughs> down a little bit with Daenerys because it was just her knocking about. But when you've got mm-hmm. everyone looking like fucking children of the corn, it's just a bit, it takes me <laughs> out of the moment. Having said yeah. that, um, I, I I enjoyed the first episode. thought it was pretty good. You know, I am mm-hmm. I kind of wish that I didn't know what was going to happen. I kind of wish, uh, so when I watched uh, Game of Thrones season one, so I watched season one having not read the books um, and obviously loved it, then read all the books and then watched season two, season three, season four, and I kind of watched them. as as you do as a book reader, it's like, well, I know this is gonna happen and there's some changes here and there, but roughly you know what's going to happen. And then there's a bit, and uh, you know, I'm I'm sure we've we've preempted spoiler warnings for Game of Thrones. Then there's a bit I think it's in like season four or five where you've got the White Walker changing the baby, Craster's baby. Yeah. With yeah, does the little thing and the baby has the blue eyes mm-hmm. and you're like fucking hell like even as a book reader you don't like this has never happened so it's really like oh mm-hmm. this is amazing again i don't know what's going to happen um so that's the only thing that i would say about house of the dragon is i kind of wish i didn't know where it was going and okay there's lots of characters so when they were going through them i was kind of like all right i know who lives and who dies but there's loads that I don't so so I'm sure I'll get some joy out of it in that way um but yeah look look to to put a lid on it because I'm going to go on all day I <laughs> enjoyed the episode there are some terrible bits in it there's one bit that is abysmal oh. <laughs> really Here we really go. bad serious he um John. there's one bit that I thought was a bit exploitative to be honest mm. um and I'd be keen to after this pod, I'd be ke- keen to hear the listeners' thoughts on it once it when it when it comes up. Um, but overall, pretty good first episode. I will give it four bloobs. Lovely, jovely.
0: I'm looking forward to getting into those uh, bits that you think are abysmal because that's going to be very fun. Lucy, can you please tell me your thoughts on the series premiere?
1: I liked it overall. So, take looking at it as a whole. Um, I enjoyed it and I'm Mm. invested in it by the end. I did feel, it was as I expected, really. I think it was a bit of a sort of a bumpy start because you are having to set the scene. Um, And I think a lot of it, it felt a bit self-conscious to me because they knew, you know, the background of the show, the actors and, and even the screenwriters. Some of the dialogue was quite clunky, I thought expositional whereas i would think in the first season of game of thrones they did the sort of the classic hbo thing where they they tell you rather than show you um mm. and it's up to you to follow that and if you get it you, you get it if you don't you don't and it's the same reading the books you know um i remember being sort of a little way into the first book and then it kind of dawned on me that tywin and tyrion and not saying names. And I was like, oh God, is this?
2: Uh... <laughs> oh, Dawned, yeah.
1: I thought this guy was a dwarf. I, this description doesn't work. Little so person. I think, I think <laughs> viewers these days are used to sort of having to pay attention and listening. And I, I did feel some of the scene <laughs> setting was a little bit clunky. Um, but overall, I, I think there was enough there for me to be invested in it by the end when, mm-hmm. when you kind of see the intrigue that's going to unfold and, the the fight for succession i was mm. like yes i'm i'm keen to find out more so i am going to give it 3 blueberries but Ooh. i did think it was good and i did enjoy it i just can't i i wasn't yeah i didn't i didn't have that feeling of like i can't wait for this but i i did have the feeling of i want to keep watching so i think yeah. the 3 is, is a strong 3 and it's a positive 3 it's just i couldn't i couldn't really give it 4 fair enough yet that's, that's not fair yet enough t-
0: mm. you are right about some of the uh some of the dialogue it does it, I've, I've watched it actually
1: now three times just like oh your dragon Caraxes is is nearly as large as syntax that other large yeah. dragon's like oh. <laughs> yeah. that, that does happen a
2: lot in the first episode of game of thrones season mm. one game of thrones maybe
1: yeah. i've just forgotten it and i'm like game of thrones is perfect and everything oh, else go, go, go back and
2: watch that first episode it's very Oh, who's that little dwarf? Well, obviously that's Jamie Lannister's brother. Who's Jamie Lannister? Yeah. Yeah, the Kingslayer, ma- sorry, is what I meant to say. <laughs> Why do they call him that? Honestly, it's very much... Maybe
1: mm. I'm just, I am misremembering how it yeah. how it used to go. Um, it's, it's, still, it just, it's
2: still a very valid point.
1: It is just a bit like, oh, but I, I get it. I understand that they, they kind of have to do it and it, it's just, it's probably just me cringing at it a bit.
0: Yeah. But there's a lot of moving pieces, like you said, Luce, that they've got to set up. So they've got to get the board well and truly set. And mm. the interesting thing about this, compared to Game of Thrones, is this is taking place over decades, not like three, four years. This mm. is, we're going to have time jumps in this season alone. So they have to set everything up because it's going to change very drastically, very, you know, quickly for the viewers. Okay. So... I, I think this exceeded my hopes. Like you said, John, I, I had fears that it was going to be a bit shit, a bit pantomime Um And also, I'm just so burned from Game of Thrones by <laughs> like the end of it that I just... Yeah, my excitement levels, it took me a while to get to the point now where I, you know, I've watched the episode three times, and I have to say I'm very impressed. Um, because although, like you said, the Targaryens are... A bit silly walking around with a silver hair i actually said in the preview pod <laughs> i'd like to see purple eyes i'm glad yeah. that that didn't happen actually because that would be mental mm. um but i thought it looked phenomenal i thought the episode looked amazing like uh, the tawny scene um i think cg on the dragons is a little ropey but other than that like the gold cloak stuff i thought it just looked like game of thrones mm. and some of those moments felt like game of thrones um and I think that's intentional. You know, there were so many shots in this first episode, which if you put side by side to some shots in the Game of Thrones series, they are like mirror images. And we'll, we'll talk about them, you know, later in the episode. I thought Matt Smith was the standout. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. Um, Damon Targaryen is such a cool character. And I thought he did a great job. I know, Lucy, you don't like him because you had a go at him in the preview podcast. Never said I didn't uh, like him. <laughs> oh, no, he was my second
1: favourite, Prince Philip. I said he looks Your a bit second weird. second favourite
2: inbred. I said
1: that was a good thing. I said it was a good thing, actually. I inbreeding. Said, yeah, finally. some. Yeah, you like yeah, inbreeding. Finally, I mean, look at our fucking royal family. Um, oh. But I just think... They're doing what? Yeah, <laughs> he looks the part. He looks the part. <laughs>
0: yeah no i thought he was great and look look i agree there's a few things in here which we have to talk about Mm. whether for good or for bad um and i've done some some hard research on some of this stuff (laughs) um so get ready for that um but overall really enjoyed it actually really excited to be talking to you guys about uh game of thrones (laughs) again because you know i'm not saying we've been waiting shows to really recapture our imagination but i think this is one that we all agree that we we actually you know really get excited about talking about you know what i mean yeah so four four blueberries four blueberries for me um there's definitely definitely room for improvement uh, but i think a really really solid start <laughs> this is a quick advert to say if you are enjoying this content then please do subscribe and share the podcast that would be amazing you can subscribe to either bastards and broken things or fan critical these podcasts are available on every single podcast platform or at least i think they are (laughs) please let us know if they're not and we'll make uh we'll make that right also to say if you want to sponsor us further you can go to patreon.com forward slash fan critical and donate some money to this podcast This podcast is run by people who, it's not a full-time job, so please do, uh, if you can, spare any monies and you want to support us and get access to some bonus content, then please do uh, go to patreon.com forward slash fancritical. And we do have a feedback section in this podcast, so if you want to let us know your thoughts on uh, House of the Dragon um or anything else really you can write to podcast at gmail.com. The email will be in the show notes. That's fancriticalpodcast at gmail dot com. Right. Let's dive into the plot of House of the Dragon.
2: Yes. Sure.
0: We open in 101 AC after Aegon's conquest. Uh Roughly about 172 years before the birth of Daenerys Targaryen, her ancestor, King Jeheris Targaryen, uh, who has ruled for over 60 years, convenes a great council to avoid civil war. Um, this council's main purpose is to decide who shall be named his heir. There are over 14 claims, but only two are heard. That of Viserys, his oldest grandson, and uh, Princess Rhaenys, his oldest grandchild. It is decided that by all of the lords who have come to Hall and there are over a thousand lords from Westeros who've gone there, have voted, and they have decided that Viserys should be the rightful heir, and that no woman will inherit the Iron Throne. How do you like this, guys? Little, uh, little, little prologue mm. for the mm, episode. Very good. Uh, we talked about this in the um, in the preview podcast, and. This great council is really important um, in the context of uh, essentially the demise of the Targaryen dynasty, because the decision here uh, shapes this. This council is—it's uh, ironic. It's actually designed to stop war between different factions of Targaryens, but it actually ends up, in a way, um, causing one. So, uh, did, did you gutted. like seeing? Teher- <laughs> <laughs> Gutted, made a mistake. Did you, it's, it was quite cool. I felt to see mm. Hall like this.
1: Yeah, yeah, think?
2: yeah. It's, um, it's like Hall Well, yeah. I mean, Harrenhal was has been this place that <clears throat> when you've heard it described previously in texts, it's like this massive, grand place. But obviously, it's cursed, basically. Mm. Um, uh, the mountain knocks about there for a bit as well, doesn't he? smashing it up
0: the shit mountain the shit mountain do you remember they recast him like three times yeah yeah, yeah. so there was yeah. the mountain in yeah. season 1 yeah. then there's season 2 mountain i like the first
1: mountain, mountain. probably my yeah. favorite mountain yeah okay yeah. not
2: my favorite mountain it <laughs> <laughs> just
1: looked
2: like a <laughs> everest it really was yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah guilty
0: um guilty so yeah uh
2: yeah no it was it was really cool to see it in <laughs> somewhat of a better shape it's it's like uh, like grand cathedral, like in a way. Mm.
0: Um, well, they're rebuilding it because it, it's still. It was a bit of scaffolding up. Yeah, there's 101 AC, um, but obviously in Aegon's conquest, he burns uh, Harrenhal Hall to the fucking ground. Uh, and it it's, it <laughs> melts. For no reason. Fu- No good reason. No, well, you know... Why have you done it? The Lord takes... No reason. He hides in this tower and he's like, dragons can't breach this stone. And they do. They fucking do breach it. Uh, Beleriand fucking destroys it. Um, So it's still being rebuilt rebuilt to this day. Mm. Um, But you're right, John. it is cursed. And as we find out throughout uh, Westerosi history, um, anyone who sort of takes ownership of of that area uh, kind of gets fucked up. So... Very interesting, but it was good to see it, and it was cool to see the council.
2: It was a very nice opening. Um, and do you know what? I'll even let the beginning bit go, where it's like it doesn't really need to mention the Mad Danny. King and Danny. Do you know what I mean yeah. it's a different story? Yeah, they don't overlap. They shouldn't. <laughs> they shouldn't overlap. There's something <laughs> at the end of the episode that really,
0: you not, know, wants
3: it to not relevant.
2: But yeah. Not relevant. I will
0: say, yeah, I will say, and we are obviously don't listen now if 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 you don't want spoilers <laughs> for the you know Game of Thrones. But it's interesting how they said the Mad King and Dana- Daenerys Targaryen, and not the Mad Queen necessarily. Mm. You know what I mean? Because mm. let's face it, it did go that way. I
2: thought you said we weren't doing spoilers, or am I? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess really, yeah. like. Daenerys just did sort of what Aegon did. Like, you've got your dragons, you go and do some conquering. Yeah. Like, it's probably um, not that much different in in the view of a Targaryen or of a... That is true. Yeah, they are Targaryens, I guess. Danny, like, well,
0: the yeah, Conqueror. You've got your
1: dragons, you've gone to try and conquer. Yeah.
0: Okay, mm. but what I will say is what we find out at the end of this episode completely changes that. So um, when Danny does what she does, the White Walkers are defeated. There's no reason to do... Aegon's motivations are completely fucking changed at the end of this episode, which is quite interesting. Mm. Um, sort of. But nine years late, definitely. Uh, we'll, come so that. We'll, get, we'll get onto that. I've got, I've got research, John. We'll come it is
2: that. still a bit assumptive, but yeah, all right, crack on. Yes, I
0: agree. Nine years later, Viserys' wife, Queen Aemur, is pregnant with what he is sure will be a son. At the same time, his daughter, Rhaenyra, Flies over King's Landing on Cyrax, and then we see her with her bestie, Alison Hightower, uh, who is the King Hand Otto Hightower's daughter. So there's a lot of fucking setup here. I thought that opening shot of um Rhaenyra on the dragon coming down from the clouds over King's Landing with the music was awesome. It was so good. They <laughs> it just really got like it, Game of Thrones vibes, you know?
2: Yeah, but also it's I guess it's um if this was any other like royal family thing mm. um it's kind of just her riding her horse right that's all it is yep um yep, yep. and even when she lands it and there's like the stable masters waiting all right, one of them's fucking terrified cuz he's like well, hold on I've been dealing all with bass, horses up until yucks. this point but um yeah but that was that was cool that was cool um they they spoke about the dragons getting smaller and smaller until the last one was like the size of a dog and then they were just dead yeah and i guess yeah obviously they we've got the uh belarian skull that we we've seen before anyway and obviously in game of thrones we've got you, you can kind of it almost enhances that like how fucking mental uh, Drogon is in size comparatively. But it's interesting to see, because when she's riding that dragon, okay, you know, the, the dragon's fairly young at this point. Um, but it still does seem quite small.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we talked about this in the in the hot take. Targaryens, are, when they're born, sometimes on most occasions, if they're royal born, you know, like this, they get given an egg in the cradle, with themselves and uh they the, the dragons if they hatch it it's like good fortune and that that then they form that bond mm. uh early on and syrax and and her you know and i think it's important that they try and i said this give characters to these dragons right loose like like we have to care about the dragons there's like 10 yeah. there's going to be 10 i don't know if we'll know them all by name but you know with the dance of dragons we have to give a fuck about some of these dragons you know
1: a lot of why we care about the dragons in game of thrones is because they're not supposed to be any dragons they're very special whereas these as we say are just glorified horses so i don't know how (laughs) we care about them as much as we cared about the special the special dragons that were so much a part of danny's destiny and her character and her mythos so yeah, I can't remember any of these current dragons' names, so... Um, Cyrax I called ones, is... Uh, I called it Syntax. Ha-
0: syntax, yeah. Cyrax sy- sy- and Caraxes syntax. is... Um, the A.T. Is yeah. The 80s one.
1: Grammar. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah.
0: I'll tell you what is interesting. Like, throughout this episode, and we'll talk about it when we get to some points, but were you just getting... They're trying to make Rhaenyra just basically Danny. You know what I mean? A lot of it was, hey, look, there's this young... Targaryen, strong will. I'm
1: getting Arya Queen. Much more than well, Danny. Yeah, that's that's... I'm getting Arya. Wanting to go on an adventure, talking about Nymeria. Yep. Mm. yep. She Danny Danny was a child who was basically sort of coerced into seeking the throne in her sort of bloodline and her blood right. Mm. I don't I I think Danny was a very different proposition because she was a scared, exiled child, and I think Arya has much not that everyone every person has to have a, you know, a mirror image in the original Game of Thrones, but that's kind of who I thought of. Yeah. I don't think Danny really had Danny grew into her bravery and fierceness, um, much like her relationship with the dragons grew. But I don't I didn't really get Danny vibes from New Gear Yeah,
0: I mean that's that's a good take on uh the Arya thing. I definitely do think there's sort of a mix of these strong female characters gonna be placed on Rhineera. Um and the Danny stuff, I mean like cinematography wise, we'll get onto it a bit later with Dracaris and shit like that. Um mirror image shots, you can just put them side by side. They are actually the same shot. Like so they're they're trying to either make you remember Danny, <laughs> or they're trying to sort of say, you know what I mean, I she's a strong character. Yeah,
2: why? Remember they? that one? Why?
0: <laughs> I don't know. They I think they're trying to <laughs> They're trying to link the, the shows, Game of Thrones, and we'll talk about it again at the mm. end. They're trying to link them in as much of a way that they can visually so that you have this sort of springboard on your mind just to, to, to you know, you can you can latch on to certain things. <laughs> I, think that, I think that's a smart move in a way, yeah. but some of it does go a bit far. Oh, quick one on Alicent Hightower. You uh, like their little relationship, uh, Rhaenyra and Alicent?
1: Um, I'm more interested in her relationship with her father and how he's trying mm. to use her in ways that we've yep. not really seen. I know, obviously, he's, he's given kind of Tywin vibes in a way, but he seems to want to come across as less ruthless. But he's obviously manipulating his daughter to get his own ends. And we're already seeing Correct. that, which I thought was quite interesting.
0: So, oh, Tower. Played by Reese fans, yeah. But I thought it was pretty. You good.
1: just know he's going to be mischievous because it's Reese fans. You're like, that's yeah, right. That's, that's casting for mm. a reason. Yeah, this guy's. Even if it's not in the script. Well, you did, No, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Why have you raised your eyebrow and twirled your moustache? Yeah. That's just how I run. Um,
0: He's the hand of the king and he's pretty assertive in in the way that he runs a small council, in a way that Viserys is, is quite um, malleable as a king. You can sort of. <laughs> Get in his ear. That's he's one way of saying in. he's weak. Yeah, exactly right. But malleable. Um, he insists that uh, Prince Damon, commander of the City Watch, return to his wife uh in the veil, his bronze bitch, as he calls him. Her. Uh, but Viserys refuses. Yeah, her. Oh, calls her. Yeah. Damon at the at the same time formalizes the City Watch, forming the Gold Cloaks. Uh, they have a night rounding up all the criminals and brutally maiming and executing them with no trials to assert their authority. Mm. Um,
1: Execution squad.
0: Yeah. How cool was it to? Uh, <laughs> how I cool was that? So Yay! How cool was it? To...
1: <laughs> Extrajudicial justice.
0: Len's been in Australia too long. That's right. <laughs> no, no, it was cool to see the formation of the gold gold cloaks.
1: So is this yeah. how it started then? Yes. This is, he's, he's a founder, you could say.
0: Yeah. So it's its basically they were just this f- fucking bunch of terrible... R- rabble. Uh, like law <laughs> rowdy enforcement. Rowdy rabble you know, that's, that's what they were. Rowdy rabble. Rabble, 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 rabble. <laughs> and um, and he, Damon was basically... He, was in, he had a seat at court and they were like, oh, we'll make you master of coin. And then basically he was shit at that. And then they were like, oh, we'll make you master of laws. And he was shit at that. And then they go, okay, right, just go look after the City Watch whatever. And he gives them a purpose. He trains them. He gives them armor. He gives them these gold cloaks. He makes them into the very corrupt organization that we see 200 years later. You know what I Yay, mean?
1: Hey, well done.
0: Uh, so it was a quite a funny line from Viserys in there. He's like, this City Watch might end up uh, being a good thing. I was like, oh, <laughs> it's yeah. definitely not. It's a Could horrible be more mess. Yeah. Well, well, they were right for a bit, weren't they? Did you guys get vibes uh, when they did the very brutal um, chopping off of hands and testicles and rounding up of individuals? Um, did you get that sort of mirror image of that scene in like season two where they round up all of Robert's bastards and they're just fucking yeah. killing them? I was like, sh- this is just parallel to me. I was like, such vivid memories of that scene.
1: Yes, God, strike
2: again. Uh, no, no. I mean, I, mm. I remember it. I, I, <clears throat> I don't know if I did see parallels, to be honest. Um. Uh, These I, I guys think...
1: deserved it a bit more, probably than the, oh, the innocent yeah. children. Babies, yeah,
2: <laughs> kids. Um. Mm. Oh, he's got dark hair. Kill him, just in case. Um. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, maybe it brought back memories of the Battle of the Blackwater. Just because you've got, uh, it's at night. Yeah. You've got people being slaughtered. Yeah. Um I think the lighting yeah. is fairly similar. Um, that armor. Yeah. Uh, that Damon Looks wears cool. It's very cool, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean that to me, John. We we used to play a lot of uh, Elder Scrolls Online, Lucy, which is like this uh, MMORPG. RPG. Played for a couple of weeks. And right. so, if any Sounds listeners, cool. know, well, you you played for a couple of weeks. I played for like three hundred hours. Um, <laughs> three hundred years. <laughs> When you, I played for three hundred hours, and I still hadn't earned armor that looked like that, do you know what I mean? You have to play a get a video game sometimes for like a thousand hours. To yeah, get to be armor Targaryen. that looks that or Maybe in you just red. have
1: to be a prince. You just have to be, you know, the king, mm, brother of the king.
0: Uh, but the armor does look amazing, um, uh, and yeah, I, we'll come on to this in a second, actually, because uh, talking about the the tawny for the for the air the, the air's tawny right and um there's a couple of knights in there that this, this whole this whole sequence is very interesting so you, damon loves going to tournaments you get a sense of that uh in the book fire and blood um he's actually a very well-respected knight he was a knight at 15 i think or 16 a very young age 16 uh 16 yeah. so and jamie lannister he, is uh, what like is the youngest 14 yeah. Is he 14,
2: oh. 13, maybe? Yeah.
0: What a yeah, guy. Yeah, that's right. What a guy. Shame how it all ended for him. What an absolute trap. <laughs> Please, George, don't let that be. Let's not start the that again. The again, there will Let's be spoilers them, for... <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought it was quite fun seeing Damon uh, choose uh, which house he wanted to yeah. fight first. Castlehead, <laughs>
1: Castle <laughs> you head. See, you see <laughs> the Boltons were in,
0: they were all in there. You see their little shields, the Boltons, you know, the fucking um, uh, Lannisters, all that shit. Baratheons. I thought it was awesome. He chooses Hightower, obviously, because he's trying to undermine Otto Hightower, who is his essentially arch nemesis. Damon wants to be Hand of the King. Otto is Hand of the King. Damon sees what Otto is doing in terms of manipulating uh, everything for his own gain. Um, and Hightower has been a been a hand for a very long time. He uh, actually served Jaharis before him as well. So there's a he, he's he's had his finger in the realm, his fingers <laughs> in the realm for a very long time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which realm? Yeah, um,
1: Which realm has he been in?
2: <laughs> hey, hey! Don't knock it until you know. tried it. Okay, I'm just that's what that's what I've heard anyway.
1: <laughs> in and around the realm. Okay, good.
0: Did you guys like this tournament? I felt like I did, and you hit. You hear about this quite a lot, like, in history, like, how a knight in full armour is essentially a fucking walking tank, and they were so, like, difficult to bring down and kill. And I thought, the like, the fight scenes and the jousting was shot magnificently. I thought it looked so good.
1: Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. That was one of the scenes that kind of drew me in, and I really enjoyed, um, was it Cole? That's not a good house yeah. name, really. Yes, yeah, so Kristen Cole. Cole. So Kristen Cole. But I just like, it, it kind of reminds me of like A Knight's Tale on those sort of films.
2: Cole. Always believe in Kristen Cole. <laughs> He's got the power, you know.
0: He's indestructible. <laughs> sorry, I had to keep going. Yeah, sorry.
1: It's nice to sort of have that kind of, yeah, the, the mysterious knight that, no one's really sure about who bests the prince. And there was a part yep. of me because it's... I know it's not Game of Thrones, but it's the same universe where I thought that Damon <laughs> was just going to kill him. Mm. And I was like, oh, what's the point of introducing this quite cool, mysterious character? It turns out to be quite hot if you're going to just wow. kill him. And I'm glad he didn't because I feel like he's going to... Sh- Don't say well. I feel like he could be an interesting character. Don't say well about it. Oh, I'm just saying. Put that face um, away. <laughs> well, well dies is he good looking,
2: actually? So... <laughs>
1: yes he's Dawnish. yeah (laughs) fucking cool he's a dragon i mean
0: you're right lucy that there are a couple of really good short stories about like mystery knights in tourneys and stuff like that and obviously some Duncan egg stories as well Mm. um you know and it's always quite fun when you 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 know to put it lightly like damon is one of the best um (laughs) knights at this time that he, that exists he's he, he's not probably jamie lannister levels but he's just below that uh and so yeah
1: and this guy mercs him so it's quite interesting to does. see and he's kind of showing him up a bit which is interesting
0: i thought it was interesting how he used a, a mace as his weapon of mm. choice and obviously he must be very day- strong day-, day damon's uh <laughs> got dark Thank sister damon's got dark sister as his sword yeah Cool name uh, and for a Dark, sword. Very cool Dark name for Sister a sword. Dark Sister is like one of the coolest swords ever. Um, you know, it was one of the swords that, that conquered Westeros with Aegon. It wasn't Aegon's sword. It was one of his sister's swords. And, and, and then it's handed down to Daemon. Um, so damon has got a cool dragon. He's got a fucking amazing sword. And Crystal Cole still beats him. You know what I mean? That's Valerian steel. It's supposed mm-hmm. to cut through regular steel.
2: Oh, he's arrogant when he went down. Do you mean? Turning he around did. celebrating. Did you get
0: ob Oberin ob- vibes?
1: Yes, I did.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: Well,
1: hopefully he go doesn't that way. end the same way.
0: Hmm. <laughs> wow. <Well, Well>, luckily.
1: <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um
0: <laughs> Okay, let's let's move on to the next uh, bit, which I feel is and we talked about this in the hot take episode, me and Gareth, and this is I found this to be incredibly difficult to watch. Um and we can discuss whether we think it needed to be shown or whatever. Um but uh Ama um is is trying to give birth to uh the her child, uh Viserys and her child, and basically it's, it's breached. it's not happening. Um and the <laughs> it's Maester not suggests happening. Uh, it's not basically happening. basically <laughs> it's not happening. The Maester suggests a C section. Um, but obviously, Aimer will die. Um, and unfortunately, Viserys has the chance to save his his unborn child, and he takes that option. And what we get is a... As much as I think it's a very difficult scene to watch, I think it's uh, beautifully put together, juxtaposition with the tournament that's going on, the tournament that is in the child's name. um, And yeah, what did you guys... What did you guys think of it? I mean, did you think it needed to be shown? Did Do you think it was difficult to
2: watch? Um, I mean, it was definitely difficult uh, to watch. I, I, I think if any listeners like, no, actually, no, I didn't think it was difficult to watch. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Uh, if that is the case, then go hand yourself into the nearest police station because it's only going one way. Take <laughs> help. Um, yeah, it was. I was not a fan. You know, it's... Um, I mean it wouldn't be anyway it's not like I'm sitting there going oh this is brilliant um i just <laughs> felt i just felt unnecessary it's it, it was a bit gratuitous it was uh invasive i think is the word that i used uh, with you Luce. um i i i get the juxtaposition I feel like they could have done it in a different way. Like I, I don't necessarily yeah. even mind the blood being spilt and mirroring that. Like uh, you know, there's blood being spilt across Westeros for you know the living and the dead or whatever. Even if you're just being born, you know, you're born into blood, basically. Well, I, I I get it, right? Um, but it's it was too much for me really like and and, and i can imagine being a woman watching that as well fucking hell like yeah Yeah. much i mean
1: yeah i was watching it um and sort of expecting what was going to happen i think seeing it all kind of almost took me out of it because it was so graphic and unnecessary it kind of jarred me out of what i was watching and i was just like uh um (laughs) I don't I don't think we needed to see it all I, can, I understand I do I agree that it was really quite well shot and there was like a moment where they were kind of cr- the doctors or the maesters were sort of crouched over her and you couldn't really see anything you couldn't see the knife and I think you could have left it there and it's like oh no no it's going in oh and she's sort of going please don't do this and it's like this is quite awful this is quite harrowing um I myself had a cesarean um and watching it with Aaron he was like what's this called? He was like, oh, my mind's gone blank. I was like, a cesarean. He was like, he was like, yeah. And then he went, did you have a cesarean? And I said,
2: (laughs) I can't believe you. I cannot believe you've thrown him under the bus like that.
1: (laughs) Yes, I had a cesarean. Yes. So he'd completely blanked out my, I mean, it wasn't like that, but nearly, (laughs) um, it was, it was, I mean, what I will say is kind of the decision that he had to make, not that I'm a medic, um but I know a little bit about labor, but they both would have died anyway, so I kind of get why he was like the child can be saved she she had they just left mm. labor to con- continue, they both would have died like that's yeah. what would have happened i we didn't need to see it in such graphic nature, and i you know it was quite obvious at that point that the child was gonna either be a girl or dead, yeah, um.
0: Yeah, it was, I actually, so my partner Mel had never watched Game of Thrones, but I said, you know what? Let's watch House of the Dragon together. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe, you, maybe you'll get into Cheerful. it. Anyway, first first episode comes up, it comes up to that scene. I'm just like, I've already seen the episode. So I, I turned to her and I said, look, I'm just going to be honest with you right now. This next scene, I don't think, I mean, it's up to you. She's a paramedic and whatnot. She's done, she's delivered babies and stuff. She's had our baby, obviously. And I, I was just like, look, I, I this is gonna be a really tough scene, um and she was kind of of the opinion like why why did they you know show this? you know what mm. I mean but then there is that element to it that is um like the maesters and sort of medieval medicine and just how how they don't fucking have a clue what they're doing
1: we we're watching obviously, and he's at the the tournament, and Aaron's like, well why isn't he with her, and the fact that he was actually there was quite, I know it sounds impressive for progressive uh, Westeros, but it, it says something about his character, and I know obviously he was obsessed with having his heir, but the fact mm-hmm. that he was there and he didn't just go, we'll tell her if it's a problem, save save the child next, <laughs> while he was watching the tournament. The fact that he was there to be with her, as much as he made a really quite harrowing decision, sort of spoke a little bit to his uh, character. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's interesting how earlier on, Amos says to uh, Rhaenyra, "Like this is our battlefield, you know, labor." And that was the sort of, you know, you see the knights fighting, and then at the same time, she's fighting for her life and the mm. baby's life. And the uh it, it was, it was, it was, it was well put together. But once again, did we need to see it? And mm. I probably fall down on they could have done it uh, more tastefully and just a bit less gratuitous violence. Uh, well, I think, personally. I mean, like,
2: think of the, you know, Liana Stark and the Promise Me Ned. You know, there, there's mm-hmm. enough, you see enough there to get the struggle, you know, the screaming. And you know, yeah. if it was like, right, okay, there's blood everywhere and it's just like, oh, fucking hell, what's going on here? Like, it's too much. Um. So, yeah, yeah. Um. Just to yeah. lighten the mood a little bit so uh so there's a couple of like reaction videos i'll watch on um on the youtube so check it out if you've never heard of it the youtube.com yeah Yeah. and um (laughs) so there's a a guy that's uh i won't name the channel because i don't want to embarrass him but uh he does very good reaction videos for like films and stuff and he did one for uh for the first episode of this but to preface it a little bit, he stopped watching Game of Thrones, uh, in and around like the High Sparrow, and never went back to it. So, right, okay. you know, warning signals. So he's watching this, very confused throughout. Right, just not connecting anything. <laughs> um, when the Baratheons come up, he's like, "Oh yeah, that name sounds familiar." Like that's how bad it is, right? Um, gets to this bit. <laughs> And obviously, you know, the death of, of his wife and then later the son. Uh and he's like, Oh right, so that's why he becomes the mad king. No. <laughs> oh, no. Lord.
1: Maybe they need more expositional dialogue. <laughs> yeah. People are just not getting it. It's oh like, no, be no. enough to turn anyone. Mad. They're different people. No, no, no. Like, oh,
2: fuck <laughs> you, different centuries, yeah. man. Oh, my God. He also said, oh, why did he kill the boy? I know he was upset about his wife. Why is he killed? <laughs> Sorry?
0: Yeah. No. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, to lighten the mood, who would win out of a joust between me and Bronze John? Oh,
1: okay. you'd beat
2: me in a joust, definitely. In a melee, I'd wipe the floor yeah. with you. But in a joust, you'd definitely beat me.
1: Yeah. I th- I feel like Len would take it more seriously watch all the training right. videos practice yeah, more on youtube.com and he's taller I <laughs> probably got more like reach with a joust he are they just has. called jousts jousty yeah so okay yeah
0: jousto see
1: so, yeah, it would it would be len
2: <laughs> i just throw a hand grenade at him Whilst he was prancing about on
0: his get horse, get your
1: mace out. <laughs> yeah,
0: John would John would do the dirty thing that Damon does and go for my horse, my steed.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but the horse was okay, which was I like, enjoyed. No, that, go
0: and that just was a nice throw some
2: dirt in your squire's face, and Gaz just runs off. Gareth, so that's Gareth. So Gareth, no. Do you reckon <laughs> the one that starts throwing up everywhere, that one in the background, that could be Gaz. that's Sir Gareth. Yeah. <laughs> that could be very good. Very good.
0: Uh I thought the funeral scene was pretty moving, and um, <laughs> yeah tends to be the uh, Draca- the Tracaris uh moment, like I said, mirrors Danny in sh- literally same shot season four. It's
2: not a good moment for c g i though no no agreed,
1: do you think Damon was being genuine with what he said actually,
2: yeah, definitely
0: um I think it sad. That- yeah, a, a, <laughs> look, Damon, Damon is a very interesting character. Like, he is the epitome of a grey character. I don't know that darkness. because
1: I haven't no, well, read the book. So why are you spoiling that, his colour? Well,
0: look, look, here's the thing, Lucy. The book Fire and Blood is very much sort of an encyclopedia. So you don't necessarily, we don't have any inner thoughts of, Damon. so i don't know that either but you have decided you, that he's
1: great he's morally no great. but
0: you do you do know through his actions it. and and i've googled it what color is, is Damon? <laughs> but think about it this way you, you you have these touching moments between him and rhaenyra throughout the episode uh earlier with the valyrian necklace
1: do you think he um, fancies her
0: yes well lucy i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say anything i think well, i won't I, say, anything, not to say anything
1: <laughs> <laughs> just to confirm your theory <laughs> no I mean yeah. I'm, I'm just putting yeah I mean that, I well, got that what like. vibe with the necklace you know what, they're
2: like, well, yeah. you know what he's like you I know
1: what Matt Smith's like so he
3: yeah. loves yeah, a bit of yeah. yeah
1: okay see that's, that's no, the like... sort of stuff that's interesting to me the kind of <laughs> yeah. little, the incest aspects no yeah. just like <laughs> the interpersonal relationships with people and the different dynamics is what don't what call it,
2: it interpersonal to try and make it sound less sexual oh just actually, I'll just forward that actually they right, they're going to fuck are right. they uh... <laughs> after after having that uh
0: heartfelt moment from Damon I actually think to <laughs> Rhaenyra, he uh, we cut to um the small council essentially saying that Damon can't be king he'd be the next Magal or the cruel he is he, he's not fit to be a ruler um and at the same time Damon then goes into the city uh, and has a big party where he. A party. Uh, what do we call his it? His a
1: school. party poppers. Party poppers.
0: No, it's, yeah. no, no it's, it, they get a brothel, but they, it's all the. Got... <sighs> they
1: get a brothel.
2: Can't wait for your stag, Len. We're going to have a party. Yeah. 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 You're
1: going to get a brothel?
0: Hat, everyone gets a hat and a party bag. <laughs> no, but he's, he's, he's celebrating the fact that he's still the heir to the Iron Throne because there is still no male successor. Anyway, Otto, obviously, he's got it in for the old uh, Damon, has uh, overheard that Damon, during a speech, called young Balon, um, the young prince who died, uh, the heir for a day. Mm. Uh, and this fills Viserys with incredible rage, the most we've ever seen him have to this point. Uh, we thought he was quite meek and weak. Um, he sits on the chair like the conqueror and demands that. Uh, that Damon goes back to the veil, back to his bronze bitch as he as he so calls her, and uh then names Rhenira, his next heir, breaking the
2: rules set from the Council of 101 AC. See this is an interesting bit actually because see I watched this with Michelle and Michelle's like oh, I can't believe he said that I was like did he say it though? Did he say it? He did he did say it. Yeah. No, did he say it?
1: Did he As say in, what? I've
2: I've missed out. Did, air, did Damon air, say air, for air for a day. day?
0: Uh, this is the thing. In the books, it's the same situation. It's it's hearsay. hearsay. Yeah. From, it's hearsay. Yeah. However, he doesn't deny it. You know. So no, I know that whole situation.
2: Again, it's it's that it's that shock. So if you if you are arguing the other way, so everything he says up until that point, so if you look at Matt Smith's how how he's performing that scene, you would say yeah, he look it like it's not disingenuous. He he looks sad, right?
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yep.
2: and he's being yep. quite respectful, and that's how that mm-hmm. scene ends, and then you've mm. got you know the the source the source material uh, material Otto hightower who wants rid of him anyway says that he said it so the fact that his brother then turns to him and says did you say it you could easily see that scene as him going like how how could you believe that i would say that but for you to even ask me that like i'll be the monster that you want that i'll be the monster that you want me to be basically so so i'm I'm not saying that that he didn't say it but I find it far more interesting to not take it for blank like if if that scene had played out and he had said it, I would find his character uh far more despicable, yeah, just boring, mm. like needlessly anger, evil yeah.
0: yeah yeah, but that that's why he's interesting because, like you said John, there's a good point there it's 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 different accounts of what of what happened. Um, and in the book like you know you just you hear the same the maesters as they write it down they're like oh some people say they heard this and some people say they heard this but what is sure is something was said and then Viserys and him part ways and it's he's an interesting character because you've just seen him be genuine to Rhaenyra at the funeral and then go and do what is said to have been done so he, he but remember he does hear over here the small council basically saying trying to make sure that he's never king yeah so he's angry so you've got a couple of things at play there he's a fascinating character i think matt, matt smith in that scene is fantastic i actually think uh, paddy constantine is viserius in that scene is fantastic sitting there with his valyrian steel sword and just fucking you know staring him down and and can we just talk about how good the throne looks this year yeah looks much better Looks vicious Much It does look vicious And that little cut That Viserys gets There Yeah, yeah Sitting the Iron Throne Is painful work Yeah I wouldn't yeah, sit in it In more ways than one
1: Just right. wear armour Surely While you're sitting on it Just put a bit
0: of leather on it Yeah good point Cushions
1: Cushions
0: Yeah
1: <laughs> Gee, Cushions, cushions. Right.
0: So Gareth Another cushion <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Is he oh, Stop He's that not... you know, It was days ago <laughs> He's not a knight is he Yeah
0: <laughs> um all right guys let's uh let's get on to it um so Rhaenyra is about to be named heir to the Iron Throne breaking the council of 101 AC's ruling that it will always go to the next male heir however there's a little bit of uh bonus content thrown in <laughs> here by uh Viserys as he's as he's talking to um Rhaenyra I'll actually play the clear out
3: his they tell us that Egon looked across the Blackwater from Dragonstone, saw a rich land ripe for the capture. But ambition alone is not what drove him to conquest. It was a dream. And just as Danis foresaw the end of Valyria, Egon foresaw the end of the world of men. Just to begin with a terrible winter, gusting out of the distant north. I, oh, Rickon Stark, Lord of Winterfell. Egon saw, saw absolute darkness riding on those winds. And whatever dwells within will destroy the world of the living. When this great winter comes, Runeiro, all of Westeros must stand against it. And if the world of men is to survive, a Targaryen must be seated on the Iron Throne. A king or queen, strong enough to unite the realm against the cold and the dark. Aegon called his dream the Song of Ice and Fire. This secret been passed from king to wear since egon's time now you must promise to carry it and protect it promise me little we'll
2: nero promise this is pro- he says promise me ned promise me promise okay, me so,
0: ned so you- nonsense <laughs> <laughs> so john you got strong
2: feelings about this i can well, tell it's just awful not, not really that. really bad and again, like, what is this obsession with linking to Game of Thrones? It's 200 years later. Like, is it, like, No impact whatsoever. Like, come on. Come on. Mm. Needless.
0: Yeah.
2: Do you know what is
0: interesting about this? Um, and Lucy, I'll get your thoughts on this after I tell you this little piece of information. Is I said in the, the hot take, I was like, I do not remember any literary reference to this in Fire and Blood uh, or any of the Song and Ice and Fire novels up to this point. Obviously, George is still writing the last two. My God, hurry the fuck up. Um, but George has said in an interview that Aegon wasn't just driven by the desire to conquer. And it's Strongly believed that from what he said in this interview, basically says essentially this, but in a very um, sneaky way. And also he said it in a meeting with one of the showrunners, Ryan Conlon, over a dinner. (laughs) And he basically is confirming that he will be writing in the book that Aegon did have this dream. And that is fascinating to me because what the fuck, George? I thought I it was just
1: Rhaegar. Retrofit this <sighs> shit. These theories. Yeah, just, it's it's like, boring. Oh, actually, it's, it's like fucking J.K. Rowling going, "Oh yeah, Dumbledore was gay." You know, it's like stop putting things in there that weren't there. And, <laughs> yeah, I think it's really, it's <laughs> that's really very,
2: very uh yeah, that's too explicit for a kids' book to be honest.
1: <laughs> it is, but oh, I don't in put that there. Game of Thrones. It's yep. just. It was, if they wanted to do it in a bit more of an abstract way, it's called A Song of Ice and Fire. It's like, are you fucking kidding me right now? This Mm. is a joke. And also, a Targaryen has to sit upon the Iron Throne. Well, she didn't, did she? Really? I mean, she was not queen. She came to conquer.
2: Yeah, I mean, didn't. She
1: died by it, but.
2: (laughs) She died. (laughs) The show might
0: not be the same as the book's. So I think George giving this information... But this is a show. End. I understand, yeah. I, I understand, understand this is um, a show. <laughs> I understand this is a show, Lucy.
2: Um,
0: but sh- the only thing that we had similar to this was, was Rhaegar's dream, mm. right? Which we know his his prophecy, his his absolute belief, Rhaegar's absolute belief was that the prince that was promised um, the reincarnation of Azorzai um, and, and that is the dream that we thought that Rhaegar sort of foresaw. Do you know what I mm-hmm. mean? He foresaw that prophecy. And it meant nothing. Um, and and there is a mention of Song of Ice and Fire in, in that dream. But now they've taken that away from Rhaegar and they've given it to Aegon and then they've sort of said that it's passed from air to air. And the fact that it's passed from air to air completely changes the complexion of the Mad King. Mm. Completely. Yeah. You've retroactively... Do you remember we used to sit there on the podcast and come up with these Mad King theories about burn them all and all this shit that we used to... We used to have hours of discussion on podcasts. Go back and listen to it, guys, if you want to. And um, drunken chats about the Mad King and maybe there's method to his madness. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But this this explains... and, And see if you agree with me here, guys. His preoccupation with fire. Like... At his time, when by the time it's got to his reign, there are no more dragons. It is believed in this fucking dream that Aegon has that dragons are essential to defeating, you know, the fucking the thing that's coming, the, the Night King, the Long Night, and uh, he has no dragons. So, what does he have at his disposal? What's the closest thing that he has at his disposal? The dragons,
2: wildfire. Right? I think mean, he had a pretty big so donkey maybe as well, didn't he?
0: <laughs> Donkax. donkey axe. <laughs> come now donkey pretty axe. big, to, be fair. to battle pretty big but yeah. what, th- what do you think about that guys the-, the mad king potentially stockpiling all of this wildfire under the city as a last defense
2: i i think nothing
1: it's not relevant this- is
3: it
2: <clears throat> yeah i i'm not interested in a Retrospective. Well, this is now. This means this in this other series. It's like, can I just, can I just watch this, please? Like, I don't need. Mm. I don't like. Yeah. If I'm telling you now, and I'm, I'm going to say this, episode one. I don't know how long this. Uh, I don't know how many series they're going to. You know, I reckon three, maybe. Uh, I guess. Yeah. So those fossilized eggs that Danny gets i don't know how long dragon eggs last but they're fossils i don't know yeah yeah what what, they're gonna pop up in this isn't they like what those eggs they're gonna pop up in this
0: well i i don't know i mean that would be very interesting no Uh, they could do but it would be interesting it'd be 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 fucking lazy how are they gonna how are
2: they gonna know like the only way you would someone's gonna gonna felt tip pen on it or something Give this to Danny. Danny. She'll know. Yeah. I've seen so it the, in a dream. The
0: the only scene I can think of is someone from like the three cities coming over to buy some eggs. Oh, I'll buy those three, please. <laughs> come and to buy, buy come your eggs.
1: Or maybe, <laughs> um, it, maybe it'll be given to a new baby or something. Of of the there's going to be a ones. baby born...
0: Uh, yeah, that's chicken. true. Was, are they free range? Are they free range or cage? Because uh, <laughs> I love those ostrich
2: range. ones. What are those massive ones over there? Dragons. <laughs> uh, three of them. Yeah, it's bad. Three isn't of it? them. It's mad. Uh, it's going to happen though. I'm telling um, you. Because this can't be obsession doing lo- of,
1: lots of these references.
2: Yeah, this but this obsession after episode one. Like that's the worst one, obviously. Um, mm. I mean. I think I'm pretty sure I zero bloobed the very last episode, and in that episode we've got um, what's he? I was about to call him Samwise Gamgee there, but what's his? Uh, what's John Snow's? Sam,
1: Samuel Tarly.
2: Tarley, yeah. Um, yeah. He obviously he ends the series with his little book that he's been writing. Remember that? didn't yeah, yes. And what was the book Which called? Is a copy of
1: There Lord and the Back Rains Again. For summer.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> Yes, Hobbit's Tale. No, uh, Song of Ice <laughs> it was and Fire. It was called yes. a Song of yes. Ice yes. and Fire. Was...
2: So, why is he naming his mm-hmm. book that? Is he? Is he? Someone else let him in on it, or what's going on? Uh, look,
0: I will. I will say this. This is my. This is what I'll put a full stop on this situation. Uh, the show obviously fucking dropped the ball massively at the end. D and D's fucked it. Fucked it all over for their own intentions to uh, not be doing the show for any more time. George has even said he wanted thirteen seasons of. Of Game of Thrones, they gave him eight. We
1: want the books, um, George, so we can't always get more yeah,
0: time. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But if this revelation comes out in a sensible way, this Aegon dream <laughs> comes out in a sensible way in the books, I have no issue with it at all, as long as it makes sense. Okay. But sometimes when it's put into these situations and just gone, oh, look at what he's, yeah. he just said it, some of ice and fire then it doesn't work. However, if it's put into context in the book with loads of exposition, loads of description, loads of inner thinking in a monologue, I'm okay with it. So anyway, that's my two cents on it. We all agree it may, it didn't need to be there. Uh, but it, the fact that it is there now and the fact that George is heavily involved <laughs> in the show and told the showrunner this, fuck me, that changes a few things for the future. I think in terms of Game of Thrones future, very interesting. Should we move on to feedback?
3: Yes, yeah, we
0: have some feedback, uh, and obviously we've gone quite long on this podcast, so we'll just do a couple of pieces of feedback. Uh, first of all, from Mary Miller, she had this to say: uh, "So happy I got your alert. That do a little voice for her, House of. Do the- a little voice for her. So happy I got your alert that you'll be reviewing House of the Dragon. I haven't had an opportunity to listen to you since you reviewed Lovecraft Country, and I loved your thoughts on it. Looking forward to listening weekly. Mm. Thanks, Mary. Good. So, yeah, that's good. Good on her. Back. Lovely voice as well."
3: Positive.
0: Yeah. Lovely voice. Yeah. Lovely voice for anything. Uh, uh, and this from Rob S. And we didn't talk about this. This is good. Um, hey, so happy you guys are covering House of the Dragon. Did you notice the dagger for Viserys shows Rhaenyra? Is that the same dagger that kills the Night King? It is.
2: I don't know, is it? It's the
0: cat's paw. It's the cat's paw's dagger. He's he he he's got it on his hill. I've watched the episode three times now. I've just, we didn't talk about this. He says... Uh, as he's delivering that Song of Ice and Fire line, uh, you see the dagger. It's the fucking cat's paw dagger. Mm. Is it definitely? It
1: were. Well spotted.
2: One million percent it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not sure
0: now though, yeah. Definitely sure, so
2: whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Well, look, I mean that sort of stuff I don't necessarily mind because it's a it's a Valerian steel dagger. So yeah, there's not it going to be sense. many yes. of them. You expect it to be knocking about with a rich person, royalty, whatever. It's come from somewhere, Um, yeah. And at least he's not like, you know, Song of Ice and Fire. And also this dagger here, (laughs) you're going to need to take this (laughs) because it is quite important. I call it It's a bit long-winded and, yeah, but this is important. Look after this, please.
0: Very good spot though, uh, Rob. And uh, if you want to let us know your feedback you can write into to us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com that is fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com uh, the email is in these show notes and that brings us to a close of our first review of episode one of house of the dragon heirs to the iron throne um thank you to bronze john thanks mate. for joining me today oh, it's been a pleasure thank you to lucy of house baron
1: thank you Sir Lennister.
0: Ah, Sir Lennister. It has been a a lot of fun actually talking about Game of Thrones. You know, it makes getting up at five a.m. The in the morning to discuss it with you guys. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> it's a of well, Game well of John, Thrones. is it? <laughs> is it? They want it. They want you to think it's fucking Game of Thrones, don't they? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Um, but no, it has genuinely been lovely. To oh, actually, I have a,
2: a, a final thought. But yeah. Go on. So we go didn't on, get uh, because I, look, I'm a bit of a nerd for. For this and we all love Raman Doadi. Yep. So before I'd seen oh, yeah. the episode, I so on my way home, I was like, right, YouTube, I wanna see the intro to this series. I really wanna see yes. it. Uh I mean it's not gonna be the Game of Thrones music, that would be fucking terrible if they did that um they did use it at the end no I the end know, but had Game it's not gonna, nah. like if it was that it'd be terrible <laughs> um but what do you what do you think it's going to be do you think it's going to be like a, a map and stuff or
0: well of, that's what i hope so yeah i
2: you know what i think it should be. take i think it should yeah. be a timeline of all the different kings and oh that'd stuff. be quite good
1: yeah that would be handy
2: that'd be not like a family tree because mm. cause yeah. at this point it does
0: splinter off quite quite far like this is the, the time where there's the most Targaryen blood sort of in, in the world um, what I would say is I said this in a hot take like sometimes with pilot episodes you just don't get those intro sequences yep. and then it's only by the second episode you get it um, so yeah I'm fascinated to see because cause at the moment they just had the, the, the sigil the sigil of the Targaryens mm. the three-headed dragon yeah. and it was on screen for about five seconds and I was like that's a bit shit So I hope they do go for something. I think it makes sense to
2: do it like that because, you know, I think there might be a civil war coming and it would be quite nice to, as it develops, to know who's on whose
0: side. side? As it splits off, yeah. Well, the greens and the blacks, John, that's coming up. It's coming up, I reckon, by the end of the season. Yeah. See, I tried to, to
2: not... I, mine was very spoiler-free, and you've just gone straight in. <laughs> um, but that's You fine. said Civil War. I'm just giving the I, names of the sides. Yeah, but you're saying just there's two you, sides. You know, yeah, Many sides to a 50 pence coin. Well, anyway, <laughs> true that.
0: Well, f- very good point, John. Uh, Bronze John. Uh, so thank you to you both. Uh, as I said, you can write into to us. Please do support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash fancritical, your support means everything to us so thank you so much and we hope you've enjoyed our return to the world of Westeros thank you everyone and we'll catch you in the next one
2: see ya Bye bye bye